Preacher Think, thoughts downloaded from God and His Word and uploaded to all through the lens of grace and kingdom. In today's cruel culture and wounded world, you deserve some good news. And Jesus has taken the punishment for every single person that's in this room. He put the curse in reverse. And just like Adam turned a garden into a grave, Jesus turned a grave into so a garden. So now it's just grace upon grace upon grace and favor upon favor upon favor. But we're still here and we're still standing. And we got Jesus, so we've got the victory. Man, I'm really just a small town kid from rural North Carolina where I grew up on a farm, man. I grew up to an amazing family where we raised multi-crops on a farm. And again, rural North Carolina. And I really come from a family that is steeped in uh, the Christian religion, I guess you would say, or in the basis of Christianity. And man, a strong family, great work ethic. And uh, man, really life was good until uh, tragedy hit when I was nine years old. And at nine years old is when I lost my father. I think I'm the baby of three children. So I was nine, my brother was 12, my sister was 19 when we lost our father. So a series of things began to happen from there. And one of the things was, is uh, we moved to uh, a new town, not far from, from where we were from uh, in Rockingham County. And while we were there, my mother did the best she could do to try to help me cope with the emotional things that I was going through as a child, uh, because I kind of became an angry child after my father passed away. And uh, she did the best that she could do. I remember one time she tried to take us to a psychologist and uh, to, to talk through some different emotional things. And that really didn't work out for me. And then I figured out in middle school that I could do something called football where I could hit somebody and not get in trouble for it. So I uh, actually began to really take interest in, in, in sports and football and track and field through middle school and high school. I actually became a pretty decent uh, ball player. And, uh, but given the fact or the context that uh, there were three of us and my mom at that point had become a single mother, she was working multiple jobs, which left a lot of time for myself and my brother to, to, to get into some things. And uh, yeah, I'm transparent enough to say that, yeah, man, I mean, I, I dibbled and dabbled in some things, loved the party, loved to hang out, um, for lack of a better term, was really heavy on the girls. But because I was a pretty decent athlete and uh, kept my grades up, you know, nothing looked suspicious or suspect, actually was offered a lot of different uh, academic and athletic scholarships to, to different institutions, different universities, different colleges. Came out of high school and decided to go to the University of North Carolina at Wilmington, which gave me a track and field scholarship and along with some uh, academic money, they my school was pretty much taken care of. So went to UNC Wilmington, graduated from there in 2003 and from that point, really just began trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do with my life. Uh, had a lot of different influences and uh, because I was pretty decent ball player in high school, actually went to work doing some sales, marketing and advertising for a semi-professional football team called the Port City Diesel. And 
the owner of the team knew a little bit about me in high school and actually asked me to try out for the football team and I did and played semi-professional sports for a couple of years and um, got into the club business and hung out doing that for a while and uh, that's actually where I met my wife and all throughout this span of time from the time I was a kid even all the way through middle school high school and college I mean I got saved when I was nine years old but not having the language for it I understood that God was a part of my life. I understood that God was there, but I didn't know that he lived in me. I didn't have the language for uh, knowing that I was in Christ and he was in me. I didn't have the language to know how much he loved me, how much he cared for me. Uh, I didn't have the language to know that I had died with him and that the old me was gone and the new me had come to life in Christ Jesus. I didn't have the language to know that... Um, I had been redeemed, my past had been redeemed, and that in the present, I could make choices, much better choices than what I was making to, to hang out and to, and to drink a lot and to party and do all of the things that I was doing. So uh, I got to a place where at one point in time, uh, when my wife and I were dating, that we actually broke up. And that was a point in time where I really relied heavily on substances, uh, alcohol namely was doing a lot of partying and got to the end of myself one night where I really just yelled out to God in the middle of my apartment, if you are really, really real, you gotta show me who you are. And it was really at that point where things began to turn around and, and, and he began to show up in my life and I started understanding really who Christ was. And that's at that same time, my wife and I, uh, who was my girlfriend at the time, we got back together, we got married um, she has two children from a previous relationship, which are my boys and, and I love them to life. And man, we really just became a ready-made family and began attending church. And when I started going to church, which I went sporadically throughout, you know, my, my college years and things like that, this time around, when I went back to church, I really began diving into the word of God and understanding or trying to understand what it meant. And I felt a pull into, man, it's something more to this than just me coming to a building and listening about the deity of Christ and listening about what he is in my life. I knew that there was more to it. And uh, close to the end of the 2000s, I, uh, right around Christmas, I heard a message from my former pastor and he challenged the congregation and was just saying, if you had to go back and look at the benchmarks of this year, what would be the thing that stood out the most to you that God had revealed to you in your life? And it was at that moment that I really feel like I heard the audible voice of God saying the benchmark for you is your call into ministry. And as we were leaving the church that night, I was walking down one aisle and he was walking towards me. And I literally just looked at him and said, I need to talk to you about something. And he said, I know. And that began my um, journey into what I, we consider formal ministry. And I was licensed and ordained. And then in about 2016, after I had been immersed or immersed myself, I guess you would say, into 
the grace message because like I said, I always felt like there was more to the message of Jesus Christ. There was more to it than just getting up and going to church and reading your Bible and praying and following these disciplines. I knew that there was more. I didn't have the language then, but now I know it as more about relationship rather than religion. And in about 2016, after about four or five years of really immersing myself into the grace and kingdom message, I guess God was ready for me to begin to release some of the things that he was depositing in my life. And he gave me this name called Preacher Think. And I didn't really know what that meant. But at the time, social media and of course, even still now was a was a hot thing. And I began posting these little nuggets of motivation and inspiration through the lens of grace and kingdom from God. I was he was I would download those things into my spirit and they were being uploaded to social media. And I just thought they were things that were going to bring some inspiration and motivation to people, things that were deep enough for people to begin to really grasp the gospel message and grace, things that I hadn't heard growing up, but I had learned over a four or five year period. Um, things that were deep enough for people to grasp, but not so deep that they would drown in the truths of the new covenant. Because when you begin talking about new covenant grace and kingdom, when you begin to talk about relationship over religion, you can really begin turning people's lives upside down. So as I was doing that whole thing, I was actually uh, still uh, tied to an evangelistic ministry as well. Evangelism was really my heart I was, and, and it really still a big part of me. It still is and was able to minister to the homeless and the helpless and the hopeless and just speaking words of life and affirmation through this, this kingdom and this grace message. And as that was going forth, about two years later, doing prison ministry in Columbia, South Carolina, a couple of individuals actually came up to me and said, you know, I really, really enjoy all of those nuggets of inspiration that you put out on social media. But I wish you would do something in more of a video type of a format so that you could dive into those truths a little bit more and begin to explain and extend uh, the everyone's knowledge of what you're saying about the grace message or the gospel. And I thought about that. And at the time, I, I believe and I still believe now that there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So at that time, I went to what I considered my multitude of counselors and I began asking them. I just wanted to pick their brains and get their opinion about what do you think about me doing something on a larger scale, a video type scale with this whole preacher thing thing. So some individuals loved it. Some individuals were actually very vehemently opposed to it and pushed back on it. So I tabled it for a good long time for about another, I don't know, two years, three years. And then in 2018, I had transitioned out of uh, uh, my former church and we had transitioned into the place of worship where my family and I are now. And then in 2020, COVID hit in early the early part of the year. And when that hit, of course, lots of ministers and ministries began taking to the airwaves and to social media to continue to pour into their congregations, pour into people all over the world. So they were taking advantage of things like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, we were still plowing rows in the whole evangelism, you know, ministry trying to still reach out to the homeless and the helpless and the hopeless. 
And there was a transition that took place in the summer of 2020 where I transitioned out of leadership with the evangelistic ministry. I was and actually just pulled back to go explore some things and to seek some counsel from some people as I was asked to do to, to explore some things about my own self. And I, I really just took myself and put myself on sabbatical and put myself uh, to rest for a while, I guess you would say. For about four or five months, I, I, I didn't do much ministry in the way of platform ministry, I guess you would say. But what I did was explore some things and I healed from some things. And then early in 2021, when I felt like God was placing me into a season of celebration, I began just kind of celebrating all that had culminated over the years in years in ministry and where I was in that place and time. And he began bringing back to me some things that I had said about understanding that in the body of Christ, I felt like our demonstration of the gospel was really, really good. But our declaration of the gospel left a lot to be desired. And that was the whole thing behind preacher thinking how it started was to help people grasp a language around the grace message and really begin speaking to people and speaking life and peace into them and to speak positive affirmation into their lives and let them know that if they were believers and they had received the life of Christ, there wasn't anything that they had to worry themselves about or concern themselves over because they had life living in them. And as he began to bring this back to my remembrance in early 2021, and I start thinking about taking this to a larger platform, I, I completely understood and I said, God, I've got the content to be able to do this, but I don't have the people because I do know what I know, but I also know what I don't know. And I don't know video and I don't know photo and I don't know tech and I don't know all of these things that can make this look like a well done uh, uh, avenue of, of ministry and of media where it's done in a, a, at a level of excellence. And because of that, I need some people. And as I came down through 2021, it was the summer of 2021 through a course of about three months, he highlighted three individuals to me. Hi, I'm Jaquari Walker. I'm the music producer for Preacher Thing and the social media manager. All the music for Preacher Thing the outros, the intros, trailers, everything is original. Made by me, the whole soundtrack is me. Hi, I'm Joshua Walker and I am the post-production coordinator. I basically take Chad's content, Jaren's videos and photos, JQ's music, and put them together to make an episode. Hi, my name is Jaren Riley and I'm the creative director here at Preacher Think. So basically what I do is everything that you guys see visually on any platform, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or um, Facebook, I have recorded myself. Thank you and I hope you enjoy. Individuals who knew all about the, the technology behind social media, individuals who knew all about how to do video and how to do photo and how to do post editing and how to make music production come to life on a screen. And he said, now I've given you a team, I've given you the support, and I give you full permission to release Preacher Thing. Thoughts downloaded from God and his word and uploaded to you, everybody, through the lens of grace and kingdom.
Here are our hopes. We hope spring forth from the Preacher Think podcast. We're believing for it to be incredibly engaging and leave you wanting more from week to week. I hope that my passion for the gospel is adequately displayed and tastefully admired. Now, I'm a very animated preacher of the gospel, but this platform lends itself to a style of teaching that's a bit more relaxed in order to be received by all. I don't want to preach at you. I want to speak to your heart and your mind. We've incorporated bullet point notes if you want to jot them down and scriptures for reference. We want you to be informed of the good news, but more importantly, we want you to receive all the revelation the gospel has to offer. We believe we're expressing the truth that's for everyone, and we intend for this content to reach all people, those that have received the life of Christ and those that may not even know he is the life to receive in order to truly live. We want to honor your time with us, so we've crafted a half hour of content per episode to attach the rope of your life to hope in Jesus. Now, I mentioned our two oldest sons earlier, but in just a few moments, our youngest son, Elijah, is going to tell you how you can connect with Preacher Think. Want to share the good news? You can support Preacher Think by sharing it with everyone using the share button. You can stay connected to Preacher Think via Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and various podcast streaming platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what the gospel has done for you, message us or leave them in the comment section. You can also email us at preacherthink at gmo.com. Thanks for tuning in.